you too, so everybody knows. Alright, I'd like to welcome everybody to the podcast, <laughs> uh, this is by force, nobody gave me their approval, but I got loved ones over here right now, so I gotta catch the moment, uh, Dying Ring Podcast, today, on the motherfucking roster, this is my guy, my dude, family since the bottom, bro. Let's hear it. From Menelik, <laughs> aka Liklo. Hey, what's my dude, man? This is my dude. Hey, uh, what up? So, like, this shit can get edited anyway, so as awkward as it can get. Mostly, I just want to catch a moment with you, especially. Uh, tell the uh, tell the dying breed family where, where, where you come from, yada yada yada. Take a piss first. <laughs> <laughs> Westside Cop the Crip. That's right, yeah. That's right, yeah. Toning everywhere, you know what I'm saying? And was you born in Compton? No. Oh, shit. What, Alaska, you know what I mean? Fairbanks? Yeah, right. You was born in Alaska? Yeah, Fairbanks. No way. I didn't fucking know that. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, stop the fucking Yeah, yeah. I've known you since I was. No, <laughs> <laughs> you did. I told you. This nigga started off like I know this nigga since. Hit the bottle. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know you <laughs> at all. Fucking Fairbanks. When did you when you guys move down here? Why were you guys out in Fairbanks? First of all, father was in the military. Roger that. Yeah, man. What branch was he in? Suborn branch? Because I know your pops is FBI. Yep. He was in the army. That's right. Yeah, that's four years. Shout out here. Mm. How old were you when you guys pulled out? Two months. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 this ain't from Alaska. Cal. 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 That's right. That shit was weird as fuck, dude. That shit went <laughs> left, nigga. Hard left. <laughs> oh, man, what the fuck? From one side of Compton to the toe to Alaska. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you guys move to then? Straight out of Fairbanks. Right to Cookie Mountain. Right, my grandfather lived up there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And then from Rancho, what's to the top? Fontana. Rancho to Fontana. Mm-hmm. Fo town, Fo town. Fo town. And then Fontana to the top. Yeah. That's right. Damn, dog. I never even knew that shit. That's crazy as fuck. A life below zero ass, nigga. <laughs> 
Shit, we got lick loaf in the house, man. This is my dude from the bottoms, from the top. Uh, also, we got another regular. You guys know him, Full of My Alba. Let's fucking hear for Full of My Alba, huh? huh? I am too from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my wells out there. What in the well? <laughs> all my orchids out there. All my orchids. <laughs> Same old shit, man. Same old shit. Mm-hmm. Just, oh. catch, just catching a few buckets. Doing and you're out here. That's a regular right there. That's a that's a day one right there. Full of. And we got also on the motherfucking podcast is my young goon, also from the bottom, Mr. Devin Hogan. What up, Dev? <laughs> Devin was there that night when uh, we had a uh, background noise. <laughs> That vaulted episode. That was in the vault. <laughs> it's in the vault, nigga, but Fulu said don't edit it, so we're gonna, we're gonna release it. Don't edit nothing, nigga. Damn. So, yeah, Devin was here with, for episode two. Also, we had Adam, John. Shout out to the shout out to the boys. Love y'all, man. Well, shit. We keep it natural, man. Uh, with the podcast, we talked about goals for the podcast. I think for me, the podcast was to share the experience how we go through it. You know what I mean? We might not, I don't think we're too, I don't think we fall, fall far from the tree when it comes to like how we mix. But I think we do fall far as fuck from the tree from how we handle our everyday situations as far as where we came from and how, how we talk around the bucket. Hence the bucket, you know what I mean? It's not a it's not a kumete, but it's a it's a bucket. It's very Americanized but a lot of ways we keep our roots with conversation with loved ones around the bucket. So, I asked, I asked, I personally, I, I thought I, was, I wasn't going to cuss, I wasn't going to, I was going to try to keep it clean, yada, yada, but I feel like it wasn't going to be us. Yeah. It would be authentic. It wouldn't be authentic, and then everybody would be out here trying to use big ass words and shit. <laughs> and according to my calculations, I <laughs> graduated with math A. Relax. That actually happened the first uh, episode. Yeah. When you and John were fucking all of a sudden doctors. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Did we, did we do that? Huh? Did we do that? Damn, man. Like, I didn't know how to jump in the conversation. It was like, yeah, so the multiples of, uh, <laughs> the multiples was like the biggest word I ever thought in my head. The, the multiple. <laughs> <laughs> <That's dead. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, so I, I try, I'm trying to avoid that, you know what I mean? Like, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. And the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones that are authentic. And the ones that I just flip through are the ones I feel like there's too many big ass words in there. <laughs> and I listen to a gang of shit. You guys listen to the podcast? Yeah. Which one you listen to? Real estate. Real estate? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. You listen to any podcasts? No, just the Joe Rogan that you showed me. And Joe Rogan go hard. I be on that T.I. Yeah, shit, Joe too. Rogan's. You listen to that shit? Well, I just take clips and shit. That shit go hard. Joe Rogan does some shit. You say you listen to the T.I. one? Yeah. He got a podcast? Yeah. Well, I thought that he shit was on a... full of fucking big words. Yeah? Yeah, he just had one with uh, Chris Tucker. Expeditiously. Shit was dope. Expeditiously. Yeah, that's what it is. Call that black. Call that black man. Expeditiously. I think that shit was uh, Nipsey. Talking about expeditiously. Yeah. I think that's one of his podcasts, though. You saw that shit with Nipsey Cassidy? No, it's called Expeditiously or something like that. I think so. I don't know. But he says that a lot. I don't know if he got big. I'm saying that shit. Oh, uh, he was a G for that. Better fix that expeditiously. What the whole call that black? Right, shit? he was a G for that. Because nowadays, like you got today's culture is niggas ain't speaking up. They when they watch a dude get their ass whooped, and instead of saying, "Hey, dog, lean off of him," they fuck around, pull the phone out. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody saying shit. Ain't nobody trying to. Better in the world, nigga. They rather put that shit on Facebook. We worry about Big Brother. I feel like the people are Big Brother. Like we can't do shit. Cause this younger generation is a bunch of Instagram, Snapchat ass motherfuckers. Can't have no altercations anymore without that shit on fucking. Right. You can't cut a nigga off on the freeway. So they got the camera on you like, you know what I mean? What the fuck? I'm scared to scratch my balls sometimes when I be injured and shit. <laughs> I be in line at the store and I'm like, fuck. So I do like a marching band type thing. You need to carry up Carry up. All in one spot. <laughs> On, on point, really, huh? <laughs> the guy Cartina's like. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the front of the line, it's time for you to pay, nigga. You're like, breathing <laughs> hard as fuck. You alright? Yes, yeah. my friend. Yes, it's going all balls out. Uh, <laughs> nuts to the wall. I mean, um, but yeah, man. Merry Christmas. Also, today's uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody out there. Christmas. Other than that, dog, that's Ti was a G for that. Expeditiously, fix that shit. Expeditiously, because everybody else is just watching the YouTube like, throw that black crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, y'all family look deep. Yeah, man. That's what I miss, man. I miss having all the kids making noise, crying, you know what I mean? Messing with Papa or Grandma, you know what I'm saying? Like, I miss that. I remember it's good to see them doing that though. Right. I didn't really get that shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Those are like the best memories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait till Christmas. I get to go see you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My cousins. Cousin. Yeah. I know, I used to look forward to that all the time. We have the uh, midnight tradition on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Crack and roll Yeah. Yeah. I never stayed up till midnight till Christmas Eve. So the other thing that I miss is the, like, we did our own with my family, just my immediate family. I mean, we said prayer, but to have a song, you know what I mean? And then to have different families like sing their song, their Christmas song. I miss all that, man, but we just had our prayer. It just felt empty. Mm-hmm. But I only got three kids. My wife was working, so it was just us four, you know. It's funny this morning because we had, my girls were up at like five in the morning. Dad, can we open our prayers? I was like, no. Say a prayer, sing a song, say a prayer. Yeah. So we all got up, got in the living room. My pops was there. My pops, it went from singing a song to say a prayer to keeping 100 with these kids. Like, I first of all, I no. This ain't about no fat man in a red suit. This is about hard work and love. There ain't no. Not one fat man with a red suit came in this house. I don't know who Santa Claus is. But I know what work is. I know what Christ is. You know what I mean? Like, keep it 100. And they kind of look at me like, Santa's not real. I go, <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I think Santa is Christ. But I had to keep it 100 because I feel like Christmas, like, you don't even realize it, but ever since, like, even from, like, what's that movie, Christmas Story? Like, there there ain't no mention of Christ anywhere. Like, Happy Holidays, you know, just that. I feel like my kids got that vibe, too. You know? It hit me to this morning where I was like, nah. There's a different, there's a different reason why we're in here. About to open up some gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks because we didn't start wrapping our presents till last night. Everybody fell asleep, put them under the tree. They woke up around 10, 30, 11 because they knew they could open presents. My youngest runs to the front and goes, Santa came early. Y'all like. Santa's real. I seen him at the church. You seen him at church in front of Walmart. 
I still ain't broke the news down to him, but I broke that shit down this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I broke that down in my life. We got a savior out here, honey. Understand that. Next year, you might not even get a gift. Mm-hmm. Then there's a Santa. <laughs> and Santa flew over us. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Why did you not get a gift? Why did you stop believing me? <laughs> what you said? <laughs> Why would you stop believing? Why would you? That's, like, that's another thing. Follow your heart. This guy doesn't even. Yeah, there's a Santa when there ain't no gifts under the tree. There's gifts under the tree. Yeah, Santa ain't here, man. Fuck that. Well, Christmas traditions. We had that midnight one. That's what you guys did. Mm-hmm. You guys been doing that? Yeah, man. Since I can remember. It's dumb. What'd you guys do the past couple Christmases with y'all not being out in Kevin? Similar to what food we do, uh, like lonely, got the kids, wake up the next morning, open their gifts, and too many favorite on their device, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's just different now, man. Times have changed, man, for sure. A lot. You can tell. Although my kids don't know, but they're not as, I would say, they're not as grateful as maybe like the older generation, you know, the past generation. Especially when I grew up, I mean, you get something from the swap meet, something from the 99 system, you cherish it. <laughs> you feel me? This parachute man is going to last forever. So when I let you take a look. Here's another one from the ice cream man, please. <laughs> this parachute man is going off the roof at least a hundred times. <laughs> but one of the things I noticed was that empty feeling. Just like what he was saying, like family. And now that I'm older, I, I, I understand, you know. So that's why we made the push out here in Cali. That's a must. I gotta have my kids experience it so they can carry that tradition on, you know what I mean? That's dope. That's a must. It's my responsibility too. Yeah. It's my turn, you know, I'm not a little kid no more. Uh-huh. That's just like all of us, you know. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's if you can share if you can show your kids the ropes. And those moments, Christmas, Eve, midnight. Like Fulu said, you never forget those. Like those are the best times. Those were the best times. And we were fucking shit up. Like, breaking shit. And there was like 50 kids running around. Real ass basketball games going on in the front yard. Football games. Any game. It was competitive. I missed that shit. So it was good to see that on the snap that you guys had that going. Mm-hmm. Just to see the whole family just sitting down and mm-hmm. watching Pops do his pop lock moves. It was dope. Hey. I was like, damn. Everybody laughing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the president. Shout out. <laughs> That's one thing I really do miss. But you're right, it is. It is our job to start to keep the tradition going, you know? For sure. 
just you driving all the way out here from Utah is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. We got family that live 30 minutes away. We didn't even get together, you know what I mean? Probably our first year, but it's weird, man. That empty feeling felt weird as fuck. Especially when the opening song is Drop that ass down like another fucking trucker ass. Drop that ass. Drop that ass. Merry Christmas. Hey, this is different. <laughs> There's a different vibe here this time. Yeah, man. As uh, apostate as I am, like, you gotta keep it real. Apostate. That's three syllables. I'll try not to use the four syllable word. Apostate. But as as sideways as I am, as hard left as I am, I feel like it is crucial to understand what Christmas really is. If you don't understand what Christmas is versus a happy holiday. It's just empty like that. It's empty. So I had to drop. I had to drop the bars on the girls today. But if there are no gifts next year, Santa is real as fuck. <laughs> but I'm so happy that Christmas is over. That's stressful, man. There's a lot of stress and uh, pressure on the parents to keep their kids happy. Right. And to keep up with everyone, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So they can go to school and brag what they, you know, right. what they received Christmas Day. And it, it does put a lot of stress on the, on the parents. That's why we're happy when that shit's over and the kids want that shit to last forever. Right. You know what I mean? So. That shit was stressful, for sure. When you think about coming from the bottom, like how our parents were able to fucking fork out some parachute man or whatever it was, but like you said, we're st- we were grateful. We go to school with not we don't have new shoes, new clothes, but we fucking nigga up, they laugh at us. <laughs> <laughs> what nigga? What? I'll take your shoes, nigga. <laughs> I used to got the wrong cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> you still got them cleats with no more cleat on the bottom of your car? You know, only one that got to wear your socks in the gym whenever it's a rainy day. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we can't have those shoes. What? <laughs> we, can't have those, we can't wear those cleats. They're not cleats. <laughs> Look, they're already worn out. They're slips. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want you to slip in here, so. <laughs> and leave a black mark. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Just give me a referral. I'll go to the office. <laughs> <laughs> you might have me, dude. <laughs> you you find a way, you find a way to go to the office. Oh, I can't go over my clip? <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> You're going to the office now. You walk away so like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling cleats with the 
big tongue in the front. Shout out to Rollins, dude. <laughs> big ass crazy yard. Had no more mode left in that shit. So now that Christmas is over, now it's about to be New Year's. New Year's, everybody's always got a resolution, you know what I mean? What's your resolution? Shit. Mine's just to uh, live with a better health, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, all the way around, I gotta. And I'm not only doing it for my family, I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. Because I, I hate watching niggas play basketball and I can't even play because I'm heavy set. You know what I mean? Or even just can't, you can't play turkey bowl, which I used to love. You can't do a lot of things. Let alone play with your kids. That shit sucks. So my resolution is to have a, have a better health and I guess be a better man. That's all. That's that's re- resolutions for that ass right there. So I know the gym's gonna be packed huh. the day after. Hell yeah. That should pack tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Why? What's yours? What's yours, Death? Shit, I ain't even really thought about it. Uh, I can't put my finger on anything specific. Yeah. Definitely on that. Better man train. Proving on in any aspect, every aspect, you know what I mean? Right. Nothing specific though. I'm all down for good health though, for sure. Yes, I'm gonna put on a lot of, a lot of weight. Not personally. I'm gonna put on a lot of weight. Not something small, but I'm down for living better though. In all aspects, for sure. Right. Just try to improve in any way you can. It's huge. Be a little less selfish in a lot of ways. A lot of choices I make. Better for me. Fine. Me early. Like driving with your car with your (laughs) (laughs) with your axles broken. That's dope. Imagine that ride. Like. (laughs) 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 Think I'm here. Think I'm home. Thing all year was <laughs> this thing is skidding all the way home. <laughs> Don't even know how he got home. Yeah. <laughs> Show that. Better man shit. <sighs> Proof. Right, my resolution is. Health, getting in top-notch shape. And I gotta up, I gotta upgrade the uh, work experience for sure. Like I need that. I want that too. Start a new little career path or whatever. That's right. Shout out to local 47s out there. Yeah. All my linemen's out there. Uh, definitely bring a new mindset to work, you know. 
far as bucking down. Like that. Uh, put more passion, more effort, all that into my job. Rather than just treating it as a paycheck, you know? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Definitely on that tip for sure, too. Shit, big bro told me, you know what I'm saying? It almost has to become like an obsession, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I've never done that any job I've ever had. So I definitely like to improve on that. In that way, with my job. You're in a great position right now to do that, too. <clears throat> a great position, like... Timing is everything, right? Like you're in there, you're in the time and place right now to just eat. Just eat. You're in the time and place to just taking niggas' souls. You know what I mean? Like you ain't gonna work harder than me. That's an impossibility. Like there's no way you can work harder than me. What you talking about? Mm-hmm. Shovel? Oh, that's easy. Go ahead and sit down. I'm going to knock all that out. Even on that, uh, I know we play sports in that offseason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That downtime. Be willing to put that extra work in. Which right. I've never done, you know what I'm saying? Right. Once I clock out, I'm done. Right. That's how it's always been. But we're more willing to put that little... That working, that little extra effort. That's the difference, though. That's the difference between the ones that are consistent versus the ones that need three games to get hot. Mm-hmm. Right now, right now. I remember uh, Gil was talking about, yeah, man. And y'all was clowning me about it, too. Yeah, man, my boss, man, all up on my neck. This and that. And I was telling, tell, I was telling Kel, you take that nigga's soul. I take, I got that, take that, taking souls from David Douglas, but take his soul. I work, I work him. And cover your tracks. You know what I mean? CYA, cover your ass. So the only thing they can complain about is, why'd you finish that job so quick? Right. Out here taking souls, bruh. On me, on me. It's the best way to put it, too. Yeah. Well, I remember we were laughing at your ass when you said that. Take his soul down, <laughs> This is the last time around at my last spot. My, my boss would say, hey, man, we need this done. We need this done. And I had that take taking souls mentality installed in me, and I was like, I went so hard, like 
the, the threshold is dangerous, though, if you don't, if you don't take care of yourself while taking souls, man. I burnt myself out with work. As well as I did the work, I, I was burnt. I got to the point where I was like, fuck you. And I left the job site. But, nigga, the work day went from eight hours a day to 18 hours a day. Like, no, don't need no help. I'm gonna take that soul. And that shit, I realized right there, there's a balance. You know, there's a yin and a yang to everything. This next time around is, is a lot different. I think the next taking soul, taking soul lesson is telling the boss, yeah, fuck you, I'm not gonna do that, man. <laughs> Give me some help. Cause you'll fuck around and get burnt out ASAP. Man. Man. And when you do that, like, every once in a while, it's fine, but the way I was doing it, I went, like, eight months straight. Like, fuck it. And then a 12-hour day was, like, an early day for me. 18 hours was, like, I got eight hours of sleep. Or six hours of sleep. And when you're on that schedule, like, five hours is good enough. Wake up at five, get back to it. Fuck that life. Fuck that traveling work shit. That's what I realized. Like, I got a lot, a lot more control than fucking. I'm gonna do 18 hours a day. I can manage my shit a lot better than that. But the pride in me was like, fuck it, you know, done. That's what it is. It's all the most popular pride. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. You got to just prove it. You want to prove your boss wrong. At the same time, you want to prove that you can do it just for yourself, you know? Yeah. That just adds on all kind of pressure. Sometimes it's unbearable, you know? But once you learn that you have value in the company, yeah. And that you can push back, yeah. That's when things get easier. Not like for me. Learn how to push back. Learn how to right. say, nah, we're going to take our time on this. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of just trying to do everything that they want. Right. Trying to keep production up. Sometimes you got to slow it down. All right. Yeah, you got to, you got to know that. You're not just a number. Right. <laughs> you're actually worth more than worth the number. Right. Like they put on Hell yeah. That kind of shit right there. That kind of shit right there. You mind getting that next one, Dad? Yeah, yeah.
I think we got one more round in here, and then we can get that next one popping. For sure. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Well, we call that shit the Dying, the Dying Breed Podcast. Which is nice. Yeah. Which is nice. Hashtag conversations edition. <laughs> Whenever you're around the bucket. I've been listening to podcasts, so I'm a podcast ass ass. Got a big ass ass. <laughs> That's what he said, like before when y'all went in the house, me and Dad was talking about that. Talking about having headphones over speakers. Mm. Man, I was telling him, I don't even listen to music as much, so I don't need for a speaker. This is a lot of podcasts. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's for real. Helps out, man. Helps out a lot. So I listened to the Joe Rogan, <coughs> and he got a bunch of random shit, but like Joe Rogan is like an open book. Like, he's smart as fuck. I listened to one called the Jocko Podcast. He's like an ex-Navy SEAL, or he's a Navy SEAL. And he talks about how he approaches life situations with Navy SEAL tactics. And I, I, I got his book called The Extreme Ownership off of just listening to a podcast that he did. He was talking about taking ownership of everything you do. And covering your tracks. Like that's just how you do it. So he was like using a, a scenario where him and his unit had to go into this place in Ramadi? Ramadi? Somewhere in Afghanistan, Ramadi. <clears throat> they had to go into the city and go find these terrorists that they got a tap in from. And in that, in that area in Ramadi was a bunch of tall buildings, so they had to be tactical in how they approach certain lanes when they're exposed with tall buildings, right? And he goes, I didn't, he didn't map out every possibility to execute the mission. So when something popped off, I guess some terrorists came out and started busting the the unit that he was with kind of scattered and he went with two other dudes and they were stuck in between buildings and they were they had to body like three dudes but they had no idea where they were at compared to that map that they had and he was talking about that situation could have been avoided if I wasn't took ownership and figured out every possibility and that shit that shit is kind of hard to do, you know what I mean? To figure out every possibility that can go wrong. But as a leader that he was, he was saying, as a leader, my whole role is to do that. It's to realize every possibility that can go wrong. And if it does go wrong, I got option A, B, C, D, you know, so forth. So he talked, he was actually talking to a CEO of a, of a company and the dude was like, man, I don't, I mean, the plan that I gave you these guys, it's, it's, it's a great plan, but these guys aren't executing it. So you can't blame me. It's the guys that 
are under me not doing their job. And what's so hard about the extreme ownership concept was this thing uh, Jocko was getting at his neck like, well, if it's a great plan, then how come it ain't working? Because these guys under me aren't doing their job. And so Jocko was telling him straight up, well, if those guys under you ain't doing their job, then what are you doing? Why do you, why do you allow that as a leader? And why, what is it that they don't understand? I don't know. They just don't understand. You as a leader got to understand what they don't understand and help them understand that shit. And if you can't fix that, this, this great plan that you got will never be shit. So like that concept right there for me was like dope as fuck. And I got that off a podcast. And that's the, that's the way we should approach everything with, with our kids, <clears throat> family. We have to take ownership in every possibility that can go wrong. Finances. Finances. All that's got to be weighed out already before you get there. It just sounds cliche, but the difference between, uh, between playing chess, checkers. All right. Like, it's as simple as that, bro. All right. This is a chess game. You're five moves ahead of the game already. Right. All right. Oh, that's perfect. This shit's chess, not checkers. Hey, man. This is real. So, like, listen to a podcast, you get bread like that. The Jocko podcast is a dope one that I'll listen to, like, all, like the, the history podcast. There's one called History on Fire that's dope. And I, I learned a lot about just a lot about a lot of different historical situations. Uh, Dan Carlin's got a hardcore history podcast, dope. And the other one I listen to right now is uh, Philosophize This. And it's this dude talking about people who philosophy guys that kind of just look at shit and say, well, that, that concept of your government is, is weak at this point, mm-hmm. just from them thinking about shit. Mm-hmm. From Socrates or whatever the fuck his name is. There's a lot of dope shit on there. But you look at that kind of shit, it's, look at those podcasts, they're dope. And I listen to LDS Perspective just to keep me, keep me balanced. Because I gotta have that church and government weighing out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of podcasts out there that's dope as fuck. I was listening to another one called 1619. You gotta listen to it. It's about um, uh, the, the slave slave trade that was happening. Man, that shit opened my eyes on the slave trade and how all that shit worked. But I'm into history though, that's just, that's my shit. I'm sure like a good story though. Huh? As far as like being a history buff and shit. Yeah. 
But you can use that information like in today's shit. You look at a lot of dictator mannerisms. Mannerisms, damn, that's four syllables. My fault, my fault. <laughs> but you look at like the traits of a, of a dictator, you can almost mold that shit into what Trump, how he acts. Mm-hmm. A lot of the shit they do is like, he does is like, nah, that's low key Adolf Hitler shit, bro. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not left or right. I feel like, I feel like I lean conservative, but I can't, I can't be hardcore in that way. It's just not. Can't commit to it. Yeah. Cause I, cause I can say at the tip, at the drop of a hat. No, I think we all should smoke weed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That shit ain't right at all. It's left, all the way left. Well, those are the kind of podcasts I like. As a history fan, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. You can dump it right here. Right, right here. here. Orange? Yes. Did you need more water in there? No. You mix often over there? No, not really. No? Uh, if I do, I mix for Alan. So you ain't far from me? Uh, about 40 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's like driving down the hill. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'll mix often. I'm trying to. You don't blow no more? Huh? You don't blow no more? Yeah? Yeah. Not like that, but. Yeah. yeah. Dope. For some reason, man, right when the football season starts, I gotta get, gotta get back into it, you know? Um, that first game. Let's see. Fight on! Fight on. Fight the fuck on. So, Slope just hit you? Yeah. He's at the house of red. <clears throat> Sylvie. Sylvie. You know what's crazy, man, about podcasts? Yeah, I've been cussing all the fucking time. But if I hear someone and I'm trying to listen to something that's motivational, you know what I mean? Inspirational, mm-hmm. I hear them. Curse, have right. vanity, for some reason it turns me off. Yeah. Like lying ass nigga. Right. I have to skip with them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but right. for some reason. No, I thought about that too. Like, man, should I keep it clean? But I feel like. I not yourself if you're, if you're speaking another way. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. That how you regularly speak. I cuss like a motherfucker. Alright. <sighs> but your mannerisms. <laughs> oh, so, oh, sorry. Mannerisms. <laughs> I mean, you turn your mannerisms into nuffalisms. It's going to be 
to me, don't do that. Oh, guys. <laughs> don't do that. Word. Yeah, it's hard to trust. I don't know why. That's just me. But I listen to a lot of uh, wholesaling uh, real estate podcasts. Uh, and uh, you hear a lot of guys get on, you know, tell you, tell you the testimonials and whatnot. And there's one thing from Utah, man. And just how he presented himself, you know what I mean? The way he was talking, I was just listening. And by the end, he was like, you know, when you get all this money, you're making all this money, like, you got to give 10%. Whether it's tiny, I already knew. I already knew, you know what I mean? Yeah. I knew that. He was, he was a member. But just like what he was saying, and when he said that, for some reason I trusted that man, you know what I mean? Right. And I listened to it over and over again. Right. Everything that he was spitting. That's so, so why when I hear a cursing thing, I'm like, I don't know, nigga. Jack Mormon, nigga. You start making all this money and shit. <laughs> but for you him buy to all say the horse that, you want. out of all the hundreds of guys that I've listened to, yeah. for him to say that give back. Yeah, at ten percent, it doesn't have to be just tithing, but just to give back. Yeah, he said he'll come back. He'll come back. He'll come back to you. I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that the other day too. I was listening to. It was like a. a BYU devotional, but the dude wasn't a. a man, he wasn't Mormon. But he was talking about, you know why Mormons are so happy? It's because they give. You know why some people are so successful? It's because they donate. And he was talking about the numbers. He goes, you might think giving is going to put you in a bind. They'll never get it back. But the ones who have that mindset to give no matter what, they're always winning. He, 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 he was talking about numbers, too. And the studies here, such and such percent is successful, and such and such percent is not successful. It has a lot to do with donating. When you talk about that 10%, you think about John D. Rockefeller, the first oil model, the one that started the oil game, Standard Oil. You think about you think about Rockefeller, the name alone, you think elitist, Illuminati, but the backstory behind him is dope. Like the way he ran the game was running his 10%. Mm-hmm. And his, his quotes are all over the place talking about. I couldn't have paid 10% on my first million dollars if I didn't pay 10% on the first dollar fifty. And you think about that, like, that's someone who ain't even in our realm, but is in our realm. And the effect that he has on the world today is like, you hear Rockefeller. Shit. Jay-Z named the whole, Dame Dash named the whole record label after Rockefeller. Because he makes money. Mm-hmm. What they don't know 
because I paid this ten percent. And the reason why no one's wearing your rock your Rocco sweats anymore, because you probably didn't pay your tithing, bitch. <laughs> Think about that. Ford did the same thing. A bunch of dudes are doing that. That's just a small part of what we believe in, you know what I mean? Right. But even just doing that, right? And uh, like how clear your mind is, and you're consistent with it. Right. The path is right there. You know, you know what I mean? And how happy you are. Crazy, crazy, crazy. This is crazy. I don't know how to explain it, man. The thoughts are clean. Crazy. Like I said, you you know where you're going, you know? Right. You know where you're leading you to, but at the same time, you're going to get that bump in the road. Once again, but how you gonna, how you gonna react to that? Yeah, I'm gonna grab a box and get smoked at right. And then you end up back again, you know what I mean? Right. Step one. Like, damn. How'd I get back here? I just had all that money. That scripture that everybody refers to with tithing. Will a man rob God? You say where have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? So like, I think about that scripture. Will a man rob God is the first sentence that comes off. How do you how do we rob God in tithes and offerings, right? But if you Flip that into the purpose of God, right? What's that scripture? That Moses 139. I don't know. Something about... I was talking aside about this the other day. This is my work and my glory to bring the past, the eternal life of man. Paraphrased. That's God speaking. My work and my glory is to bring to pass the eternal life of men. Right? If a man can rob God, the only way you can rob him is keeping him from letting him green light eternal life for you. That's the only way you can rob him. So it has nothing to do with dollar bills. It has nothing to do with money. What, God, what I think what the scripture saying in my perspective is if you give your tithing that's giving God green light to bless you if you don't give your tithing you're you're no longer able to have the faith and the faith is the, is the key right so if you don't pay your tithing God's like man I'm just saying I don't need your money but you need the faith and if you can't get the faith any, any other way, but by physically breaking bread with me, then I can't even work with you in the first place. You know what I mean? You don't got the faith that I'm here that I'm going to take care of you. I can't even. How am I supposed to help you out? So that one right there is like, you're not only robbing God, but you're not robbing. You're robbing God of the opportunity to give you the faith to to make you a goon for him, you know what I mean? 
I think about that a lot too. And it, it like when I'm on, I'm on. And it, it is at, it's at the tip of my tongue. One of my homies at uh, the power plant, Mojave Power Plant. Was talking about, hey, I got this money, I got this, I got this money, man. I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that. What would you do if you had that lump sum? I said, honestly, I'd give my 10%, make sure I'm straight. You know, what are you talking about 10%? Uh, and I, I'm in that situation now. Uh, I'm in a teaching scenario. But the beginning of the conversation was, oh, automatically, I gotta give my 10. So, after that was dropped, he was like digging, like, how you mean, how you mean? And that conversation went from a regular, about to buy me a Honda Civic to, damn, for real? That's dope. That's dope. Like, no one broke bread with him like that. And when you're talking about truth, and when truth is taught, when truth is spoken, it's going to hit you. And I feel like he got a gold nugget that day. He hit me up a couple months later. So what's up with you, man? You straight? Man, I'm great. For sure. Yeah, man, I've been paying my tithing. What? Hell yeah. He's like, nah, that just that made sense to me. And it's just something that I've that I've exercised where I got experience to where if you need to do a workout and how can I better my chest and if I was in the gym and if I was had experience in there I would off the tip of my tongue be like yeah man you want to do this workout you want to do this workout you want to do this same thing with that scenario yeah man you gotta pray that break that 10 and I feel like it was that natural and I, I always get scared of those situations but how do I share that but if you're doing it it's just natural like this is what I do it's easy Mm-hmm. That's funny you brought that up, though. Ready? Hello, Devin. Hello, Who's the, the one that uh, denied Christ? Judas. Judas. Peter. Peter? Oh, Peter. Man, I was watching uh, Passion of Christ. And uh, and he was denying Christ. I was tripping out. I was like, damn, you know what? If I was in that situation, just thinking off hand, first thought, I'd be like, man, I would have been over there trying to help him. You know what I mean? Right. But then when I really dig deep, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like him. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. I do that shit every day. Right. I deny him every day. Mm-hmm. And that's not even with people all with the pressure. Everyone around. Just imagine all those folks. Yes. We were just talking about that, but yeah, on the first one. That's just our head on. Damn, I'm that, I'm that dude right there. That dude. <laughs> And I'm over here looking down on him. Right. Oh, weenie ass nigga, scared the 